With over 65 years of combined business experience, Virtual Web Department brings practical, real-world experience to small business owners. Visit Virtual Web Department at virtualwebdepartment.com. Web development, social platforms management, and audio-video production expertise at an unheard-of flat-fee price. It's long thought that customer satisfaction is the number one goal of all business. After all, Happy customers and clients equal a better bottom line, right? But what if you don't have any customers or clients? So which is more important, customer acquisition or customer satisfaction? We are going to discuss that on today's episode of The Business Buffet. Welcome to The Business Buffet Podcast with Ed Bejarana and Phil Anderson. This is a conversation in and around business with a pinch here and a sprinkle there of anecdotal stories. Like most buffets, we will offer the staples, you know, the things that are in every buffet, the meat and potatoes with the cursory helping of veggies. Our business buffet podcast aims to give you the fundamental principles and strategies any successful business needs to know. Please subscribe to the business buffet podcast wherever you download your podcasts. We hope you're hungry as the business buffet is open and ready to serve. Now, here is Ed Bejarana and Phil Anderson. Welcome back or welcome to another episode of the Business Buffet. I am Phil Anderson and with me is my savvy partner, Ed Bejarano. Good day to you, Ed. Hey, Phil. How you doing, buddy? Doing great. Doing fantastic. Making it through winter. I love that. You know, in the snow, this, this has just been a crazy year. The it snow has. comes, it then dumps it, on us, and then the next day it melts and goes I, away. It doesn't break my heart at all. Speaking of hearts, huh? Hey, how was your Valentine's Day? You know, it, it was not what it usually is. My wife is in Colorado, and we have a tradition. I take her out to dinner every Valentine's Day, and it's a rather special dinner. Yeah. Why don't you explain to the masses out there what that special dinner might entail? Well, we we, uh, we get dressed up and we go out and and we Fancy, have obviously and we have dinner at Taco Bell. Taco Bell, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. This would have been our fifth year running. Um, that is some high level stuff. You really know how to wow your wife, you know. And and it it's a lot of you know. I go up and I order the first course, and <laughs> the they bring it to the course. table, and then I go back up and order the second course. We usually do three or four courses. That's awesome. Um, and then the day after uh, Valentine's is when I take her to the nice restaurants, and I don't have to worry about all the expense or the mess or trying to get into a restaurant where there's a thousand other people trying and, to get and to. the uh, rookies, right? The, That's right. Uh, I mean, it's uh, it's like New Year's Eve and Valentine's Day are rookie days. Well, you think about it. The average cost men are paying for Valentine's Day dinners is about 200 bucks when you add in the flowers and the candy and the wine. And the service is less than satisfactory. Because Absolutely. They're trying to get a table turn 30 minutes. That's it. Usually yeah. a 90 or, or yeah, 120 minute turn, right? Valentine's dinner for us, about 20, 25 bucks. Yeah. 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 Right. Oh, that's a. That's a pretty good dinner at Taco Time or Taco Plus, Taco Time or Taco, Taco Bell. Bell. Plus, okay. now this will probably gonna... hurt us from getting a sponsorship. Well, but only from one there, of them. there's some colon cleansing benefits. <laughs> where where are our sound effects when we need them? Okay, well, we'll move on. Recover um, from that one. <laughs> we are already past, obviously, the midpoint of February and have our sights set on March. Even though we get an extra. February day this year. 
In less than two weeks, uh, Shelly and I will be in sunny San Diego for Social Media Marketing World, which is a huge collection of social media experts from around the globe. Um, there are people, in, and I'm sure most of these folks won't know, but they're pretty big in the social media word, world. Mari Smith, Jay Bear, Mark Schaefer, Charlene Johnson. Charlene Johnson was actually on um, Undercover Boss. So Andrea Vall and, of course, uh, Michael Stelzner, who kind of spearheads this whole conference. Super looking forward to it. Well, I mean, just being in San Diego, not North Idaho. Well, yeah, last year it rained. Just, to, just saying. So the whole idea behind this episode Customer acquisition versus customer satisfaction. The other day I was walking by um, Shelly when she was listening to a book on Audible, The 10X Rule, The Only Difference Between Success and Failure by Grant Cardone. So this book, The 10X Rule, is based on the idea you should figure out what you want to do, what goal you have, be it making a certain amount of money or finding your ideal loved one, achieving a certain health goal, those sort of goals, and then multiply the effort and time you think it'll take to achieve that goal by 10. That way you have a more accurate idea of how much time and effort it will actually take. And if it doesn't take 10 times more effort than you anticipated, great. It's better to be pleasantly surprised than greatly disappointed. But that's just one part of the 10X rule book. On the other side of the coin is the 10X thinking. And that is when you take, for example, how much money you want to earn, say 100 grand, you should multiply that by 10 and figure out the steps you'll want to take and the amount of time it will take to set to get that goal. If you fall short of that 10x goal, there's a pretty high chance you'll be above your original goal. And it feels better to fall short on a massive goal than it does to fall short on a mediocre one. So she happened to be listening. This is a long lead in. I'm, I apologize. That's all right. I've done it to you. So she happened to be listening to chapter 19, which is titled, um, which stopped me in my track uh, tracks and i don't know why i don't have that title in front of me but it's basically uh, uh customer satisfaction is not your target okay uh, in fact that it's customer satisfaction the wrong target right and it stopped me in my tracks it's like can you go back I, just 30 seconds let's just hear that again and i did this multiple times because i couldn't believe the author is saying you know it's not the target to have customer satisfaction which of course inspired me to talk about this topic today so ed i ask you somewhat confused is customer satisfaction the wrong target i i would say no customer satisfaction is everything if you make one customer happy then you're going to make all your customers happy and i know that that might sound a little weird but i use the same philosophy if you've got a question in your mind it's likely 10 other people have got a question in your mind. So, oh, be, for sure. Well, there's are 10 acts right there, yeah, right? Being, being, a, multi, being a, a former college professor, um, I always told my students, there's no dumb question. If you've got it in your mind, somebody else has got it in their mind to ask so I can answer. So, yeah, to me, customer satisfaction's mission critical. So what really caught me off guard is the idea of, and how I took this was, Customer acquisition is much superior than customer satisfaction. And I just took that all wrong. But the point was, is you have to have customers first before you deal with satisfaction, right? So yeah, I guess customer acquisition at the front end, it's kind of important. It's a chicken or the egg question. Well, that's what I think too. And obviously you, you should have some systems in place 
or you're going to screw everything up, right? If you don't have systems in place and you are just getting those customers in and in and in, and all of a sudden you can't um, make them happy, right? We're talking about customer service here, uh, customer satisfaction, um, customer retention, client retention. All of these are kind of under the same umbrella, right? They are. You know, the, what's what's running through my head right now is there's different phases of business development. There's business startup. There's, yeah. there's business adolescence. And then there's business maturity. And obviously at the startup, you, you've got more time than customers. So acquisition is paramount. But if you provide crummy service, you're not going to get any referrals. And I think every business person listening to this podcast knows the number one lead generator of all time, forever and ever, amen, is leads, referrals. So if you don't do a good job, there's not going to be anybody to refer. No. So you're not going to acquire new business. You're going to constantly be out there beating the bush, and eventually your reputation is going to kill you. I, I think it logically it falls back, at least in my mind, uh, it falls back to customer satisfaction. So it's interesting because uh, this author, as I've listened to this chapter over and over, trying to get a better idea of what he was talking about, he said it has to be about customer acquisition because obviously you're going to give them great customer service, right? I, I mean, that's a given. And boy, that just seems like such a... Um, that's a scary thought to think that's a given. Don't you have to really uh, concentrate on that? Yeah, okay, so there was a point in my business where we were kind of in, a, in the doldrums. We were, we were kind of in a lull. And this was just before I started offering weekly support for website development. I mean, at that time, I was building over 200 websites a year. Uh, and that was, it was slow. It was difficult for me because, you know, there was very cyclical. I'm, you know, I may get a hundred of those websites in the last three months of the year. So there, there were periods of time where we were very lean. Well, so I, I added promotional products to the mix to try to smooth out those valleys. Yeah. And, and that's smart business move, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Diversification is yep. absolutely mission critical. I mean, you can get too thin, but you know, now, yeah, but if promotional products sure. along with it's trade all, show displays. All within your alignment of your it business. absolutely yeah. fit perfectly. So I, I partnered with a gentleman um, who did promotional products. Uh, actually, his name was Jeff. Um, I forget the name of his company. and It's irrelevant. But he kind of put me through a sales training, if you will, for uh, selling promotional products. Because it, it is radically different than selling a website or selling a trade show display. And and at the end of the training session, he gave me a little post-it note. And on that post-it note was a phrase. And it says, there's no money behind your desk. Mm. And I, I, as I was preparing for this, I was struggling with the concept that acquisition, acquisition over customer service. Yeah. But I, I think the author is getting to this point that it, it's, it's important to get out from behind your desk and, and go meet the customers. Go get the business. On, and at that term, I can certainly agree. So, um, when we, so we've got a, uh, we have a sponsor for the middle. We can do a live read and have you do that. And then when we come back, I'm going to share a story that really um, kind of highlighted what you just said. 
The Small Business Association reports that 82% of businesses who fail do so because of cash flow problems. That's why there's Virtual Web Department. They give business owners upfront knowledge of what their digital marketing costs are going to be. Rather than having to hire a full-time or even part-time employee, partnering with Virtual Web Department gives your business the expertise you need to advance at a fraction of the cost of hiring an employee. Wait, there's more. Virtual Web Department is more than just a digital marketing company. They help with trade show exhibiting, printed materials, direct mail services, video, and podcast production. Not to mention social networking, email campaigns, pay-per-click advertising, campaign development, and management, and search engine optimization. Visit Virtual Web Department at virtualwebdepartment.com for more information on how easy and affordable it is to get your company reaching more of your target audience. Welcome back. Now that Ed is out of breath, um, we're talking about customer acquisition versus customer satisfaction, which was prompted by Chapter 19 of the 10X Rule, The Only Difference Between Success and Failure by Grant Cardone. Now, I'm going to touch on a story like I said I would. Uh, I worked for a HVAC company kind of, um, you know, as selling maintenance agreements a few years back, well, long years, 25 years ago. And had me in sales. I was selling maintenance contracts for HVAC units. Okay, not not something that I'm passionate about, but you know, it was fine, and I I agreed with that. These maintenance uh, contracts were something that kept the company um, going in the slow times that you mentioned before, Ed. So, what I was dismayed at is they had they wanted sell sell sell. I had a a, a you know a, a target of. Um, so many new clients every month, which was fine until I realized some of these same clients that I was picking up for these maintenance contracts, these, the, the maintenance and service department were letting them fall through the cracks because they weren't executing the, the service. So here I am at this little cycle over and over, like regaining the same customers over and over. I'm sorry. That is just, that's really, 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 really wrong. Um, there are statistics that will say how much customer acquisition um, versus retention costs. It costs five times as much to attract a new customer than to keep an existing one. That's a big number. So when we talk about customer acquisition, and Ed's looking for a source himself right now, when we talk about customer acquisition versus uh, retention or service or satisfaction, what we're talking about is you need to, once you bring them in, have something in place to keep them there. That's vital, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it brings up a story. My turn. <laughs> it's all you. Before I started my business, I was working at a print shop in Vancouver, Washington. They hired me on as the director of the trade show division, something they didn't have, so it was brand new. It was a, a direct-to-substrate print shop. The owner was a venture capitalist. Uh, his nephew was the business manager. Um, uh, I forget the, the business manager's name. Anyway, irrelevant. They were good people. The production guy, his name was Paul. I won't give his last name, but Paul, if you're listening, I still feel this way about you. So, 
Here we comes. <laughs> I bought a book, and I was looking for it on my shelf. It's called The No Asshole Rule. Because, <laughs> see, Paul was an asshole. Uh, pardon the language. Uh, so I would go out, and I would sell these. That's two times you said it. it. That's I'm right. Gonna, I'm going to start keeping count. Keep, uh, I'm going to have to put a dollar in the jar. <laughs> well, Paul was such a jerk. Ah, that's no good. That's uh, 25 uh, cents. Anyway, I would go out, and I would acquire a customer. The job would come in the door, and Paul would piss him off. Paul didn't want to print high-resolution stuff. So this is a perfect example. I was acquiring the customers, but the production manager, who was called the VP of operations, there's five people in the company. He'll have <laughs> vice presidents. Hey, when I'll tell you, it's all about the title, right? I guess. Yeah. I guess Paul was such a jerk um, that he... <laughs> we went into the manager's office. The, so the venture capitalist, the manager, myself, and Paul... And Paul is just screaming at the owners of the business and using profanity on, on how stupid they were to hire me <laughs> to bring in trade show displays. And he stormed out the room, slammed the door behind him, and I said, what are we doing here, boys? I came here to do business. Th this is a great example. You, you could put too much effort into acquisition mm. and forget that your business operation has to support those customers. That's right. Just like you ran into. Yeah. So there's the question I've been uh, asked a number of times. Well, no, it's not even a question. This is what I'll ask potential clients. Is it better to be um, have less clients or to have too many clients? Now, that question is very carefully worded. Not enough clients or too many clients? That's a different question. I did. I, I, I changed yeah, it on you. You it's, did. I said less. And the, 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 the actual question is not enough versus too many. Right. Well, obviously, you can't run a business with not enough clients. But you, you really hurt your future if you have too many clients and you're burning those bridges. You may never get the opportunity to get them back. Well, based on our sponsors. Let's go back to our sponsor's yeah. statement that 82% of businesses who fail do so because of undercapitalization. So if you've got too many customers, good news is, is you have the cash to staff up. Yeah, if you do. <laughs> if you do. If you do. So. Well, I think that's the planning process. So, you know, while Jeff, going back to my promotional products right. days, was right, there's no money behind your desk. There's no business without spending some time behind your desk. Yeah, that's a good point, for sure. I mean, you have to do that. And sometimes if you are... Um, the technician in your business and you're working throughout the day starting because you're a young business, you have to do that. You do the behind the desk stuff at night or early in the morning before you leave and things like that. Well, right? and that's the benefit you at the beginning, you don't have right. as many customers as time. So I, I robbed Peter to pay Paul. Right. For and, sure. And what I developed was a business model that, you know, 14 years as a solo practitioner and website development, that's unheard of. That's just not, it doesn't happen because they usually get overextended. The cost structure doesn't allow the business to operate. We have a thriving business. Yeah. And, and so get out from behind your, your desk is, is not a bad thing. In fact, in the ex exhibition or the, uh, you know, you have the Zenith exhibits where trade you do shows, trade right. shows, right? Right. Um, that is like 
trade show one on one. Right. Get it? and and maybe we'll talk about that in more depth at a later episode, whether it's a side dish or a full um, meal deal. But uh, speaking but, of the side yeah. dish, on the yeah. um, uh, you talked about the technician. Yeah. Uh, make sure if you haven't tuned into our side dishes, there's a side dish that covers two part series mm. on the E Myth Revisited. Excellent. Check back on that. It yep. was published earlier this week. Yep. Thank you so much. And I mean, we're going to go ahead and conclude this uh, by starting. First of all, I think we kind of are on the same page about this. Uh, acquisition, obviously important on the front end, but you you do have to maintain and retain <laughs> those clients. Uh, so we're stating the obvious. You can't run a successful business without acquiring new customers. And it's particularly true for early startups and small growing businesses. But don't be mistaken. Customer satisfaction is also incredibly important. It all boils down to delivering a world-class customer experience, and delighting your customers. So a few tips for retaining existing customers. Start out on the right foot by ensuring new customers have everything they need to be successful from day one. Produce content that solves common problems for your customer base. This will build trust and position you as an authority in your space. Reach out to customers on a routine basis to check in and see how things are going, what they need that they don't currently have, etc. And keep customers informed of new developments, such as bug fixes, new products, personnel changes, um, forward-looking plans, things like that. And lastly, focus on solving customer support problems on the first attempt to minimize the effort they must devote to resolving an issue. You got a quote of the day? Heck yeah, I do. Life is 10% what you make it and 90% how you take it. Irving Berlin. This episode was sponsored by Virtual Web Department, the virtual marketing department for small business. Rather than having to hire a full-time or even part-time employee, partnering with Virtual Web Department gives your business the expertise you need to advance at a fraction of the cost of hiring an employee. Visit Virtual Web Department at virtualwebdepartment.com. Virtual Web Department, we're creative, we're passionate, we're the solution. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Business Buffet Podcast. If you came in hungry for some substantial business nuggets, we hope we left you satisfied. Pardon me. We invite you to visit our website, businessbuffet.page. Until next time, we hope you eat hearty in business.